15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy. Five, four, three, two, one. From inside the warehouse at Oriole Park at Camden Yards, it is the Massinol Access Podcast. Paul Mancano and Bobby Blanco Woo-hoo. here with you. Uh, Bobby, uh, I thought I'd take this time right now uh, to announce that um, I am stepping down okay. as podcaster, host of Massinol Access, p- slash producer, graphic designer, all of that good stuff. Uh, five I did, to a player. Yeah, five to a player. Uh, but I am stepping down. I like tweeting far too much to uh, have this, keep having this job. Um, for some reason, I can't tweet, even this though it's my entire vaguely job. vaguely familiar. <laughs> I, uh, I haven't told Olivia with a right. Great. Um, I haven't told Spiro Alifasos, um, our two supervisors. Uh, I haven't told Jim Cudahy. Um, I just figured uh, I, I wouldn't be able to, to face them and tell them in person. Sure. Uh, so uh, I will be stepping down. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They're using this podcast as a platform to announce your something. Exactly, exactly. You sure you didn't want to call a press conference and do it? I, I thought about it, but I, I tried. No one showed up, so I figured this was the best place to do this. Maybe go out in L.A. and, and do it? No? <laughs> no? <laughs> you see what I'm going for oh, there, Oh, I do, I do. That's Magic Johnson for you. Cause That's my, my Magic Johnson impression. You can't go to the ESPN.com front page or turn on ESPN or turn on Twitter without seeing people talking about it. Just wild. Um, it is wild. It's it, insane. The guy just wanted to tweet more. Yeah. That's the reason he like he wanted to tweet and hang out more, and he was like not committed to the job. Wild, just wild. Yeah. So that's for the same exact reason. He can come work for us. That's all we do. That's literally all we do. Can you imagine? I mean. Uh, that's, you know, I mean, we tweet and hang out. We don't do anything else. Yeah. Speed of Twitter, at by Blanco, at Paul Mancano. Yeah, there you go. I stand. I sit in front of the Magic, camera. Magic, come just, and join the podcast. Wow. You can promote your own Twitter account all you want. I'm sure he is a and regular all you want listener. So yeah. let's get him on the podcast. Let's Magic Johnson, I know you're out there. Uh, be sure to uh, to send in. Uh, so we'll, we'll audition you first. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, we can't just give you the job. How well can you plug your own Twitter account? Exactly. Can you do it as well as we can? Exactly. Oh, you have oh, four million followers. Okay, oh. we have five hundred thousand. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea how many followers we have. I personally have like a thousand followers. Same. Bobby, you have Same. Like we both we both crossed the threshold this season. Good for us. Good for us. We're so we're so, I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> Uh, still, our tweets are garbage, so there's no reason to Absolute us. trash. Just um, throw them right in the bin. Yeah, exactly. At Paul Mancano, at Bobby underscore Blanco, our Twitter handles. Yes, the they are. So, uh, let's talk baseball. Hey, baseball. We have been talking basketball. Let's talk baseball. Um, the Orioles. The Orioles are in the midst of a series against the Oakland A's, and we've seen the last several games have been very lopsided one way or another. We saw... Um, a lopsided loss on Sunday, then a huge lopsided win on Monday, and then another lopsided loss. Back and forth, these two teams, well, the, the Orioles in general, go against their opponents. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's been a wild ride, this homestand open off, to start off, excuse me, the, the home season, I guess. Um, you have a great opening day. Actually, it's been, it really has been a whirlwind. Think about it, Paul. Yeah. We're sitting here on Wednesday. Less than a week ago was O's opening day at Camden Yards. They have a great game against the the Yankees. We're in it the whole way. 
weren't able to pull it out. Yeah. Get the off day. Then Saturday, you get the Frank Robinson tribute before the game. It was a beautiful day at the ballpark. Great, great fans. Yeah. A great um, attendance and um, another great baseball game where the O's fall short. They come back, take the league late, and then um, aren't able to hold on. And then, like you said, Sunday kind of gets out of hand with the Yankees hitting seven home runs. But then this Brandon Hyde and his young group bounce right back the next day and win 12 to four against the athletics. And then it kind of falls back again yeah. on Tuesday, losing 13 to two against the A's. Just a lot of things going on. It's exciting. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. It's fun, but it's just a lot over those, what first four, five home games. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, this is a four game series against the West coast team. So, you know, the athletics, a lot of people have picked them to even make the wild card team. So it would be great to s- split or even take three, yeah. especially at home. Um, you get the noon game on Thursday, 1230 game on Thursday on a getaway day before they head up to, uh, before the O's have the Boston's. So yeah, it's just kind of a wacky weekend and that's kind of trickled over into a wacky week yeah. um, for the Orioles. But, you know, they're running out Dan Straley. He's making his first Orioles start yep. tonight. Um, they've recalled Josh Rogers to back him up. The pitching situation is kind of in flux right now, too. It is. Yeah. Don't know what's happening. There's all, there's injuries to deal with. There's rotation pieces to figure out. There's guys to be brought up to take spots. So um, it's it's just a lot happening, it feels yeah. like, for the Orioles right now. Yeah, it, it there, there certainly is. It has been an interesting first couple weeks of the season, I will say. A um, lot of storylines as well. We're going to touch on... Um, some of the guys that have really shown so far, um, some of the guys that, uh, you know, have some left to show um, and, you know, are playing for spots at this point. But let's start with the pitching. Um, They have had some big injuries over the past 48 hours, really. Yeah. Um, Two veteran guys going down, Nate Carnes um, getting sent to the IL. Got to get used to that. Yes, Sam. With forearm tightness. And then Alex Cobb sent to the IL with back spasms, retroactive, uh, a couple days to Saturday. To Saturday. So, um, so he's basically already halfway through his. Yeah. He's only got six more days, and they expect him to come back. Yeah, um, he, he actually when the ten days is over. Right, we're recording this podcast at almost five o'clock on Wednesday. He actually just spoke to reporters in the Orioles clubhouse and said he expects to be back right. in six days. Yeah, um, that's good news, which is very good news in terms of Carnes. I, I was reading some of the comments on uh, Rockabaco's blog on MassInSports dot com, and somebody was like, "Ah, oh, we're already snake bit already." Then you look at, I mean, when they signed Nate Carnes, he anything that he was going to give you was a, a bonus, you know, and that some fans might have slotted him initially into the rotation in their minds. But I think the way this guy has gone through so so much over the past couple of years, he missed the entire season last year. Yeah, um, and we knew coming in that injuries were his the biggest knock on him coming in. Anything I think that this guy can give you is going to be extra. You know, if if he is able to turn to a starter, great for them. Then start a few games here and there. If he's a long reliever, whatever it may be. But you knew that the risk was high. You weren't necessarily, you weren't signing a guy that um, was going to, ne- you know, absolutely give you X number of innings this year. But you signed him because he had potentially has a high upside because he could be a middle of, of the rotation piece. Um, so it is it is frustrating to see um, especially Cobb. Cobb is the huge frustrating injury because of all the stuff he's gone through. But for Carnes, a little bit, so- what softens the blow, I think, is that not as many people had, you, you know, we shouldn't have the same high expectations for him 
coming in. Right, and he, they're all, he's also the one that they've been using as, as the you know, quote-unquote opener, Yeah, which I, we thought was super interesting and, and something that we've seen a lot of these progressive-thinking or forward-thinking baseball teams use. Right. And I think a lot of Orioles fans, and definitely us included on this podcast and in this web studio, are like interested in being like, oh, let's see how this plays out. You know, yeah. just why not? I mean, just give it a try. It kind of works out that he hasn't been, hasn't pitched or hasn't started in over a year and is still trying to get into his groove and swing of things of, of pitching in the major leagues as a, as a starter. Um, and, you know, his last two outings have been out of the bullpen. He hasn't pitched past two innings yet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is unfortunate to see a, a setback. Um, and just for the well, obviously one for the person, but also just for what he's was doing for the club and, and and Brandon Hyde being able to like, all right, we can try something different, and and even you know domino effect, throw out some more relievers because we're you because we're using an opener and yeah. maybe get a look at more guys because we have to do a bullpen type game exactly and, and put guys in higher level you know guys who are used to pitching later in games, you know w- either with the Orioles winning big or trailing. And now they're pitching early in the game where, you know, it's like, all right, someone's trying to get that first advantage and you don't want to be the guy to give it up. Exactly. Uh, And then in terms of Alex Cobb, that's just frustrating, partly because of how well he pitched in his first outing. Yes, that, because he was great on on the home opener. That was was very encouraging. It just, you know, obviously the injury he's coming back from is is tough. Just because, it's just been frustrating because, you know, you start on the IL, you come back, and you get one outing, and then you're right back on the IL, and it's back spasm. It's it's something in your back. To me, that means he's over. And I'm not a doctor, but that to me, hashtag like, I'm not a doctor. Being a, an athlete in the past, in my in my later years, <laughs> uh, my back former in my years, youth. like that means you're overcompensating for something. Yeah, I, I feel like you know, especially as a pitcher, the motion your body goes through and the torque you put on your back, something you're you're trying to protect yourself from another or another part of your body. And that's what kind of strained your back. Yeah. And so I wonder what that, is that still lingering from his previous injuries? I don't know. Um, but luckily it's just the kind of a back muscle thing. Those are from what I understand it are relatively easy to treat. Yeah. Rockabaco saying he's just going into like the whirlpool they have in there, getting okay. some back muscle treatment. Um, and if he's, you know, he's up for it. He's going to be ready yeah. in six days. So okay. it is just frustrating that it's just kind of back-to-back things. You back-to-back, great outing, back yeah. on the I.O. Oh, I mean, that's unfortunately the story of Alex Karab's career. Yeah, and it's got to be, well, yeah, it's got to be super frustrating for him because this is what he's gone through throughout his whole career. But also, yeah. not only one, to get off to a good start, but two, you know, this is supposed to be the season where he was going to be the yeah. ace of the staff. And exactly. the, the head guy, get that opening day start, get the home opener start. Yeah. Um, be the leader of this guy and, you know, how much... He can still be a voice in that clubhouse, but how much can you lead if you're not going out there? If you, yeah, if every, you're literally not you're there, too, yeah. um, at times. So, yeah, I mean, it's been so many little things. That, like, literally blisters have, you know, kept him out yeah, last yeah, year. That's that like, was... come on, how unlucky can you get at yeah. a certain point? Like, can, you know, what can you do to avoid blisters at this right. point? If I knew, I would be able to tell you, but hashtag I'm not a doctor. Uh, let's keep it on the rotation and the pitching staff in general. Um, John Means made his first uh, career start after getting his first career win on uh, against the Yankees in the first series of the season. Made his first start, uh, lasted three innings. He gave up, it looked a lot worse. You know, his Talk about unlucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looked a lot worse because he gave up, what, five runs and four of them were unearned? 
Yeah. So only one earned. Yeah. So ERA, so is, ERA is still fine. Yeah. ERA is still 2.08. He would have given up the one run, and that is it, had yeah. it not been for an error that allowed, allowed the inning to keep going. Um, yeah, just running to a – and this is the kind of the ups and downs of a baseball season, and, and we talked about this is not to expect this unluckiness, but this might just be how this Orioles season goes. It's right. A, it's a first year of a, a rebuild. Not everything's going to go your way. There are going to be some struggles at times. You're working with some – some young pieces, some guys yeah. are here just to maybe restart the careers or whatever. But yeah, I mean that was just a, a just an yeah, unlucky, unlucky strain of bad luck. I mean that was just bad luck for for Means last yeah. yesterday. Um, and and you know it would have been nice to see him after, especially after his first outing and that win in New York to you know come in and, and put together a quality. Which I get, no, he didn't go far enough, but put together close to a quality start and and give the Orioles a chance to win because. Yeah. You know, that's the frustrating thing about unearned runs. It's like it's not really on the pitcher, but now you kind of put your team in a position where you're fighting from behind and you're not putting your team in a position to yeah, win. Right. Like a quality start would. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get to see also, hopefully, uh, potentially uh, again tonight, Josh Rogers, another young pitcher. Yeah. Uh, he's just 24 years old. Um, we saw him in limited action last season with the big league club. Um but uh, kind of an interesting call-up just because he, he uh, had appeared in one game for the Norfolk Tides and didn't do all that well. He pitched five innings and gave up uh, three earned runs. But he still, I think, would have a high ceiling. Um, I think a lot of Orioles fans are still fairly high on him. Um, good to see him getting one of the first call-ups um, that I'm sure we'll see many of because as as – Michael Elias has said that bus is going to be going a lot back and forth between Norfolk and Baltimore. Right. And, you know, it was funny because we saw we saw yesterday, this is all before the game, that Cobb's going to the IL. Mm-hmm. And we we heard that Rodgers had been scratched from his start at Norfolk. Okay, so he's going to come up and take the start. Um, but now they're going with Dan Straley to start, and Rodgers is just here to back him up yeah. and if case, just in case. and. Well, they're, I'm guessing. Well, I'm guessing what they're assuming. Or they probably won't even run Straley out there for that too for too long, anyways. Even if he is pitching well, kind of like what they did with David Hess. Exactly. Different situation, but more the same idea is protecting your player. Um, because he pitched recently. Right, pitched recently. He did the have Sunday's game. Right, he did have a spring training, if I'm correct. Like he was on a team think, and then got cut. Yeah, I think it was the Marlins. I think he went through regular right. Spring yeah, training. and he got cut two days before he was supposed yeah. to start opening day. He thought he was going to get called yeah. into the office to start on opening day and for they, the Marlins. Uh, and they no, we're going to release yeah. you. Um, so it's not like he's way behind the eight ball here. Yeah, but you never know, especially having just pitched recently. Yeah, and you know, how many innings can you count on? Him going right quality innings at least that is so let's get another fresh arm up here right who was supposed to pitch in turn guy who has been to the majors before just to back up just in case we need to go to him early right and I'm sure Brandon Hyde and Michael Elias have a time frame or a pitch count in mind yeah. for for Straley tonight and I said this on the last podcast and I know I come off as a homer but I legitimately like these kind of games because they're so different from any Orioles games that we've seen in the past where right. you have a quote like an opener or a guy you know because this is basically I'm assuming this would be sort of an opener type right, game exactly you know it's not maybe not use the word but it's I I've that's kind of what it sounds like they're you know, yeah like they did um with a bunch of players in the past so like I I legitimately am interested in how things go with this game because I want to see Josh Rogers come in at some point. I want to see if Dan Straley can get back to the pitcher that we saw in Miami. So like this is, you know, it gives you something to look forward to. 
Um, as opposed to, you know, you have your set five, you have your rotation, it, you're going to throw Andrew Kashner out there and see how long he goes, and, you know, and then you go right to the bullpen. It's like it, this is you, – you are mixing and matching stuff, and you're, you're just experimenting. And I think that th- that's interesting to watch. I really do. It is interesting, and it's, it's more fun, um, less stressful. I don't know what the proper term is, but right. it's, it's different than – Okay, Sterling goes out. He only goes three. Oh, crap. We have to go to the bullpen already. Right. We're throwing this rookie out there. No, 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 This is the plan. Exactly. This is what we have. Exactly. We're planning for this. Josh Rogers is up here. He's not just up here just to be up here, just in case. He's yeah. like, no, you're going to pitch tonight. Yeah. You're, you're, we're, this is the plan. He is definitely not going past this inning or yeah. this pitch count. So we're going to have, we're going to know when to call and start getting you ready. So yeah. you're going to be able to go through your, your preparations like normal. And come out, you know, it's not just the, oh, we need an emergency, call him up, have him sit and wait. Yeah. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. No, this is what's going to happen, regardless of the score. Right. You know, we're going to protect. We're it's gonna, You're kind of killing two birds with one stun. You're protecting Straley, and you're getting to see Josh Rogers and see what he can do. And in a way, you might be protecting the young guy here. When you have the veteran starting. Taking pressure off him. Yeah, you take a, I feel like you take a lot of pressure off him immediately because... You know, maybe it's a close game when he gets thrown in there and he's he has to protect a lead or something like that. But it, 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 I just feel like there's so much more pressure when you get you come up from AAA, they hand you the ball and go, "You're starting." Yeah, yeah. Like that. That is, I feel like that just adds so much. Good luck, kid. Yeah, ex- you're just kind of thrown out there and you're like, you're going up against a team that made a wild, the wild card game last yeah, year yeah. and won 90 plus games. Like, and I know you were just in Norfolk yesterday, but here's where you are. Yeah. Like for this, it's like he's gonna start. Like, and you just back him up like that that's what we need at this point it, it, I just feel like there's less pressure in a situation like that and that I feel like could do wonders for a young guy yeah and I don't mean to like we don't want to talk down or negatively about like previous regimes previous managers right. and front offices how they would approach it but this kind of feels like you know last year this would have been Josh Rogers is coming up and he's starting. Right. You're getting thrown to the wolves yeah we but, saw it with like Luis Ortiz yeah, we saw it with Josh yeah I mean and so now with that pressure taken off, you're like I said earlier in one of our episodes, mm-hmm. like you're now you're seeing you're getting a fair look at Josh Rogers. Exactly. You're not just okay. Here's the A's. Let's see what you can do, and yeah. we're going to evaluate you, you know, to the T on it. No, it's like okay, pressure's off. You're not starting the game. There's a veteran starting ahead of you. We're going to let him go so far. You're going to come in at this point. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the team's good over there, but. You know what? Don't mind about the score, regardless of the score. Right. This is where you're going in. We could be up 12. We could be down 12. You're going in at this time just to see what you can do. No pressure. We're going to see the true Josh Rogers come out yeah. right right here, right now, and and start a, start our own evaluation of you yeah. continued from when we saw you in spring. And things people might not know about Josh Rogers is uh, he's a very, very quick worker. He... I don't know the timing. I didn't like time him at any point, but I watched his, one of his spring games, and it was like... He would get the ball back, and it seemed like four seconds later he was already set and ready to go into his hand. It was like, yeah. it is amazing how quick how quickly he works. So that's going to be fun to watch too. Yeah, um, and he's a lefty guy, and he's a lefty too. So. And he's yeah, and like in a similar situation, like how we saw you know John Means shine in that relief role against the Yankees, and we saw David Hess. Obviously, like we're going to see some of his best stuff for a few innings. Um, and, you know, they're not going to keep him out there too long to the point where he gets hit around and he goes three times through the lineup and pit, and the hitters start to figure him out. We're going to see the, the hopefully the best of him. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, Bobby. Hey, Bob. Uh, I don't know if you know, but March Madness is over. 
Virginia won the championship. Yeah, they did. They did win the Congrats championship. Congrats to all our UVA fan friends. Uh, but, however, the real madness is just beginning. Mancini madness. That's right, Trey Mancini. Top five, maybe top three theme songs. It's pretty awesome. Listen to it. It gets me goosebumps every time. Because yeah. that means, okay, March Madness. Yep. I hate when CBS plays that in like October or like November. Yeah, yes. It's like, <gasps> for wait. Any, yep, for yeah, just for like, like their third, like Saturday national broadcast games. Like, yep. that song. Nope. That's yep. still December. I'm going to keep riding this as we go. But Mancini Madness, Bobby. Trey yeah. Mancini uh, has been lighting it up. Five home runs for Trey Mancini. Uh, he is on. He's by far right now the best hitter in uh, the Orioles lineup. He is hitting 372. He's got an OPS of 1.184. He's got 11 RBIs. This is a season that we hoped we would see Trey Mancini break out, and boy, have we! This is kind of what we were hoping to see last year. I mean. I'm not knocking the guy because we are talking positively about him. But runner-up and rookie of the year in the American League in 2016. Last year, obviously, went through some ups and downs. Now this year, right out of the gate. And and he didn't have a good start to last year. Now, right out of the gate, he's having a great start. And, and, you know, if there's ever a reason to watch Orioles baseball, it's to see this guy, the homegrown kid from out of Notre Dame, coming up and and playing not just great at the plate, but he's also – contributing in the outfield he's now he's playing first Move, base tonight i believe yeah they um, moved him over to right too which was interesting yeah um, um so never played really in right field yeah. always left field under buckshow walter so it is mancini now that we're in april it's mancini madness because the guy is he's seeing a beach ball or a softball out there like yeah. he is just and he's coming up big and 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 that's the kind of guy we've talked about and we're going to talk about all season long how Mancini, whether he likes it or not, he is going to fill that Adam Jones role of yeah. he's a veteran now. You know, yeah. you're only, you've only been here three years, but you're the you're the top dog now because you're the guy you're running out day in and day out. You're the guy these young kids are going to look up to and be like, hey, should I have done this? Should I have done that? It's a job that maybe you didn't ask for, but you you got it. This yeah. is your team, Trey Mancini. Go out and, and take it, and he and he is taking it in stride and showing it while he's at the bat. He posted an Instagram yesterday of like the celebration after a home run, and he looked just like fired up from the dugout, yeah. and it said "Go Birds." And I just saw that and I wanted to run through a brick wall. Like, <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! This guy is is playing his tail off. And yeah, he, he obviously has taken that leadership role by the horns. Um, it, it's the it just seems like everything's coming together for this guy finally. Um, and seeing him, him at first base tonight, his natural position is going to be exciting as well. And those numbers you throw up aren't like, oh yeah, he's hitting three seventy two, but in limited action. No, right. he's played. He's played every day. Eleven. He's got eleven games and forty eight plate yeah. appearances. Yeah. So like, that's a significant yeah, in terms yeah. of for how long we've been playing regular season baseball. That's a significant sample size. And yeah, and yeah. also think about you know we could you know. Talk, say what you will about the Yankees rotation, but this is going against the Yankees, the Blue yeah. Jays, and now the Athletics. And um, a lot of th- a thing in basketball, huh? With the mm-hmm. uh, is you know like guys sometimes guys put up good numbers on a bad team because nobody else has the ball and they just take a ton of shots. For Mancini, I feel like it could be the opposite because you have a team that a lineup that is not necessarily potent. I'm going to talk about how few guys are able to hit homers on this team right now. Um, the fact that Mancini has never really had a guy behind him so far this season yeah. that 
you know, um, pitchers are afraid of. So he's not necessarily getting the best pitches, but he's very aggressive, as we know. So he's taking a pitcher's best pitch and using it against him. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's not like, um, you know, pitchers are like, oh, I'm really worried about that guy on deck, so I'm going to pitch around Trey Mancini. He is, you know, that that is, he's getting pitches that he could be getting pitches, or I said that wrong. So they, they are not worried about the guy on deck. So he is potentially could be getting pitched around and could be, you know, getting pitches that look like strikes that are balls, but he's turning them into to hits. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay. I, was saying. <laughs> I mean, how about he has half this team's home runs already? Now, this, is, this isn't the Orioles teams of 2012, 13, 14, where yeah. they're just hitting bombs after bomb. But that's pretty impressive that one guy has hit five out of ten home runs yeah. in one team. Well, um, and, and, yeah, and I was going to say, and to your point, yeah, I mean, he is a daunting guy in this lineup. <laughs> Will we start seeing teams pitch around him and be yeah. like, you know what, pitch to everyone but Trey? Right, exactly. Who knows? But right now they're not, so keep swinging. <laughs> yeah, um, but that definitely power has been an issue. It is kind of amazing that the Orioles have been able to score as many runs as they have so far this season, considering Trey Mancini has half their home runs. Yeah. Considering only four different guys on this team have homers. Uh, Joey Rickard has one. Mancini has five. Renato Nunez has one. And VR, who's been just as good pretty much as Troy Mancini, almost as good, uh, has three. So nobody else in the lineup has been able to hit home runs at yeah. all. Um, so the fact that, um, you know, that they always have been able to score as many runs as they have and have put up some blowouts, um, you know, is pretty amazing considering they haven't been using the long ball a couple of blowouts but also a couple of close games yeah i mean they granted they just got swept in new york i mean here by new york but in new york they they won some 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 tight games and and carried over into toronto too so um yeah i wonder if this is like a breath of fresh air for O's fans it kind of is i mean long balls everyone loves a long ball yep Hit a home run. That's that's what's hot right now in baseball. That's great, but it also some would say chicks dig it. Chicks dig the long some ball. Some would say, but it's also as a baseball fan, just as fun to watch small ball, get them yep. on, get them over, get them in, and the Orioles have done that, and that's something we haven't seen from this team yeah. in the past eight years or whatever yeah. it may be. You know, they're situational hitting. It, that's that's a good way to put it there, yep. Paul. Mm-hmm. They're putting together good at bats when they need to. They're playing the numbers as well. And, um, you know, and it's, 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 it's producing. Right. And sometimes it comes back to bite them. Like last night, they sent Richie Martin um, from second, trying to score on a, a single to center field. And the A's have an outstanding center fielder who was able to throw him out. Um, so, like, that aggressiveness and can come back to bite them. But it's, it's the fact that they are being so aggressive is what's keeping them in these games. Yeah. Um, the fact that they are trying to play those percentages and trying to – um, you know, they, with like a situation like that, you know, at, at any time you have a situation like that where Richie Martin gets thrown out at home, everyone loves to blame the third base coach. And the thing is, no one knows who the third base coach is unless he does something wrong, un- unless he sends somebody, you know, that gets thrown out at the plate. If he has a good send at third base, nobody really knows about it. Um, so that that is one thing. And the other thing is with that play was like, you're you are relying on you know obviously they have a, a great center fielder with a great arm 
he also botched a play in center field like a fly ball. Like, guys make mistakes, and, um, you know, you were, you were relying on him to, uh, you know, have a perfect throw, essentially, to home plate to make that throw. And he did, but you, were, you played the percentages on that. Right, and and it's not like kind of said it. It does sometimes come back to bite you. Right, it's not always going to work out where you get them on, get them over, get them in. You yeah. know, with that kind of style, there are going to be increased opportunities for left on base and and running into outs. Right, and that's you know it's kind of a give and take right now, and it kind of goes back to along the lines of this. My personal approach and my theory to the season is just like you know what, what do we have to lose? Just try yeah. it. Right. See what happens. There's no for the Orioles. There's no harm in being aggressive this this season. Just go after it, and, and you know, try to steal that base. Try to go second to home early in the season because yeah. you know no one expects you to win. You do. Yeah, I think fans will like wins, obviously. And but go out and compete. Why not? Exactly. Go for it. And also for these players, like we said, go win a job. Go take your job. Go show that you belong up here. Uh, Bobby, game time is right around the corner. Before we go. I want to get your thoughts on something real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Masters are coming up. Ah, uh, yes. Masters you have theme. that theme song too. That's a top. That's a top five, top three. Uh, I do not. It's so soothing. Uh, how does that one go again? It's it's like just the inter- this instrumental piece, and yeah, it's yeah. so soothing. Um, gets me all jazzed. And then you hear Jim Nance, a tradition unlike any other. Hello, friends from <laughs> Amen Corner. From Amen Corner. Um, question for you: Patrick Reed won last year, right? Yes. Guy that nobody really likes in golf. Um, right? Isn't that true? Like, no, uh, he doesn't yeah. really have many friends. Yeah, kind of. It's, yeah. It gets political, but yeah. It gets political. I, uh, saw, I remember last year he went to like an NBA game and he wore his green jacket courtside for mm-hmm. that. Um, is the green jacket the coolest trophy or prize for any, the Stanley Cup's pretty cool. Stanley Cup's um, pretty, yeah. Is, does that top the green jacket in terms of coolness, cool factor? You having just won a Stanley Cup yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, they're so different. They are very different. Well, the two sports are obviously could not. Yeah. Be well, I mean, I'm talking. I mean, like one is an actual trophy. One is an article of clothing. Yeah. The Masters jacket, the green jacket, it's awesome because you get to wear it, and you get right. to like you know wear it to a basketball game, or like, yeah, I want a Masters. Look at me. But that's the thing is like he got a lot of flack for wearing it. Yeah, I think it's a, kind of like a. You know, like wearing your own unwritten. jersey. Yeah, you know, how baseball. <laughs> yeah, or superheroes buying their own merchandise. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh, did he buy the, his own stuff? He like the remember. kid wears like a like a Spider Man costume, and like the Nick Johnson Spider Man's like, yeah, superheroes don't usually wear their own merchandise. Yeah. Kid. Um. Anyways, got sidetracked. Uh. But like, yeah, it's an article of clothing where you can wear and be like, "Hey, look at me." And I think there is like baseball. There are unwritten rules where in the Masters, amongst the Masters champions, like you don't yeah. really wear it out right. unless you're wearing it to like a Masters event, which is whatever. But it's pretty awesome. They both they're they're, they're awesome, and yeah. they both they're both awesome. In term I'm talking about cup versus jacket, yeah, and they both have a long tradition, and which makes them cool, yeah, and in their own respect, like the whole. Day with a cup thing mm-hmm. with the Santa Cup. That is so cool. Yeah. Every player, coach, everyone in the organization gets their own day to do whatever they want with the Stanley yeah. Cup. That's awesome. Green jacket is also, it's like, you know, hey, I get an article of clothing. I can hang on my closet. I can wear whenever I want. You're right. But that's the thing is I think I think we need to take out the stigma of wearing it out in public. Imagine no, I agree. Imagine you just roll up to a party in your green jacket. Right. It's like, are you kidding me? That's, that's just my green jacket. Yeah. Just my green jacket. No yeah. Or just... 
any golf tournament. Be like, yeah. just so you all remember, I, I won one of these. Exactly. Just keep that in mind. Exactly. Uh, also, they look dope. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't have a green jacket. I would love one. Speaking of the, the Spider-Verse thing, uh, Donald Glover did a great routine years ago in Weirdo about uh, musicians are the only people who can't enjoy their own what they made. <laughs> He's like, you know, a, a Subway... He's like, if, if you work at Subway and you go home and make a sandwich, is your roommate going to be like, it's a little conceited, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but for a musician, if he plays his own music at a party or at a gathering, it's like, it's a little conceited, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yep. Bobby, what's your Twitter handle? At Bobby underscore Blanco. Paul, what is your Twitter you handle? You ask me this every week and I tell you the exact same thing. Just write it down. Just write it down, Bobby. It's at Paul Mancano. It's literally my own name. Right. Right, no underscores, just straight. No underscores, just my own capital name. P, I don't capital care why you M. keep asking me this. Well, I ask you this for our, our loyal listeners. I, I, Maybe our, our even our new, our new listeners. Our listeners? Come yeah. on. We, nobody listens. Come this. on. Yeah, let's be real. We just played, what, 20 seconds of March Madness music. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you listen to a baseball podcast? Can't wait to get sued. Yeah. All right. Enjoy uh, the Orioles wrapping up their series with the Oakland A's at Oriole Park and Canby Arts. Be sure to come out to the ballpark. If you have the chance, it's going to be a beautiful week weather-wise as well. I'm Paul McConaughey. He's Bobby Blanca. We'll see you later.